Hello, and welcome to Capital Compass. We are the official podcast of the New York State Catholic Conference. I'm your host, Jillian. Today, in episode 17, I'll be chatting with Cheryl Cleary of the Diocese of Buffalo about alternatives to abortion. Throughout the 2022 legislative session, we are giving you updates on what is happening in Albany. Without further ado, here is your Legislative Minute. Welcome to the Legislative Minute. I'm here with Dennis Paust, Executive Director of the New York State Catholic Conference. Today, recording the Legislative Minute, it is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Dennis, can you tell us what's been happening in Albany recently? Thanks, Jillian. Um, Well, it's been uh, an eventful couple of weeks and a tragic couple of weeks as we had the racist mass shooting, mass murder in Buffalo, uh, which we all grieve and mourn. And lawmakers are rightly looking at uh, new gun legislation that could help to prevent such tragedies. And now just uh, as we record this on the 23rd of May, we're waking up to a random shooting on a subway that left a man dead in New York City as he was just going to brunch in the morning. So the crime of gun violence continues to plague our cities. Uh, crime and the sin of racism continues to, play, to uh, plague our cities. And so we'll be supportive of common sense regulations meant to uh, reduce gun violence in the state. But I also wanted to talk about a really important event uh, that happened in the last couple of weeks as well, which was the release of a major statement by our bishops uh, toward a pro-life future in the Empire State. It's uh, one of their most uh, major abortion statements that they've made in many, many years, uh, and, and it's gotten really great response from people in parishes uh, all across the state. I urge everyone to read it, and I'm really glad that this week you're interviewing Cheryl Cleary from the Diocese of Buffalo. Cheryl is a uh, a real-life hero in the pro-life movement, and I think the timing of her being on the show is just perfect uh, because what Cheryl does on a day-to-day basis is, is, is what all Catholics are called to do in their own way, which is to work for a pro-life future and to um, help moms. It's not just about—we're uh, not just the church who cares for the baby in the womb, right? We care for the mother before and after birth and the child before and after birth. And the statement from the bishops really brings that home with real concrete ways uh, that we recommend that that be done. So I look forward to your interview with Cheryl, and thanks for this Legislative Minute. Thank you so much, Dennis, for our Legislative Minute. If you'd like to read the bishop's statement on the pro-life future in the Empire State, please visit our website at nyscatholic.org. We'll be right back after a brief message. Are you interested in staying up to date with New York State legislation pertinent to the Catholic Church? Do you want your Catholic voice to be heard? Sign up for the Catholic Action Network by going to our website at nyscatholic.org slash action dash center or texting CAN to 50457. Again, CAN, C-A-N, to 50457. And we're back. Today we are joined by Cheryl Cleary. She is the Executive Director for Pro-Life Ministries with the Diocese of Buffalo, Through her pro-life ministries, she runs outreach centers in a home for unwed moms and babies. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. So today we're here to talk about um, 
Alternatives to abortion. Now, we know the church is opposed to abortion because abortion unjustly takes the life of an innocent unborn child. So if the church says abortion is not acceptable option, what are the morally acceptable options? And is the church prepared to walk the walk with women facing unplanned pregnancies? It's a, it's a great question. And actually, that is what really sparked um, my increased involvement um, in the pro-life movement. I felt that the church, regardless if it's Catholic or any faith, basically did a really good job of telling uh, people that they should not terminate a pregnancy. But what are we doing as a people to accompany a mom um, if she decides to choose life? And so that is one of the reasons uh, some of our outreaches um, were born and subsequently the Mother Teresa home. So how does um, the church help these women in the Diocese of Buffalo? So specifically uh, what we found is that if we had an opportunity to talk to somebody who had an unplanned uh, pregnancy, um, that we could have a conversation with them to let them know that there are options out there and that there are people in the community that would support their decision. Most of the time, uh, it would always come up in regards to finances and how could they financially afford it, um, whether it be that they were going to school or let's even say that they are already postgraduate, um, but just starting out their life and having to pay student loans back. So in most cases, it always came down to a, a financial decision more than it did a moral or ethical uh, decision. So what we try to do is you know, meet with them and let them know there are people out here that will support um, your decision to choose life. We can help you find those avenues and connect you with those services and agencies that will be able to help walk with you uh, during this decision. You took on a huge role by opening the Mother Teresa home in Buffalo's east side in 2016. In fact, I was reading you and your husband live there to transform the residence into what is now, I guess, a sacrifice not everybody would make. So how did this come about? Well, uh, again, born out of the same same issue, we had these St. Gianna centers. We started with one, and now we have five throughout our eight counties of Western New York. We served over 1,700 families last year. Um, but about six years ago, I said, we actually need to take this to the next level. There's a lot of empty schools and rectories and buildings all over Buffalo and, for a matter of fact, all over any city that you look at. Um, why don't we consider turning one of these into a respite, a hospitality home where we can give a mom six months to a year to get her act together, so to speak, to be able to finish her education, to be able to pay off some of her, her debt, to be able to find an apartment, uh, so we uh, renovate, renovated uh, an old rectory. Uh, we can house five women. In the last uh, six years that we've been open, we've helped 60 moms through our program and 62 uh, babies. Uh, that's because we had a set of twins. And um, everything is not always um, easy to, to maneuver and to walk through, but nothing that has a good result ever is easy. So what we have found is by moving in there, literally rolling up our sleeves and living among the women and their children um, in community has really helped us to model for them um, what it is to be a parent and what it is that they're going to need 
uh, to survive on their own in the outside world. I think when people talk about abortion and um, the alternatives, they also forget sometimes that the mothers really do need a good support system. And I think the Mother Teresa home really does that. Thank you for recognizing that. And that's exactly right. We're not saying that their parents are terrible or their aunts or uncles or their grandparents. But what we're saying is we all know, we all have busy lives and busy schedules. Sometimes our, our own family falls through the crack. And this is what happens sometimes with these young women. I thought I was gonna be helping uh, teens, but it turns out the average woman that comes to us is uh, 26 years old. Um, many of them are already partially educated. They just need a way to get back on their feet and to reorganize and reprioritize their life. Uh, so we teach basic skills like budgeting and uh, cooking skills so that you can save money by growing a garden outside. And we teach them harvesting and recipes and, and all the basics um, that will help them on their journey. As the old saying goes, it takes a village. That's right. That's right. People tend to be more eager to help for the needs of babies, but why is it equally important to focus on the mother's needs? That is that is a critical point that we talk about all the time. In fact, we have our banquet coming up this week, our annual banquet. And one of the things we do is we have testimonies from our moms to talk about how their life has refocused because they've been given the opportunity of the support um, that we've been able to give them. So um, we all have found ourselves at a different time of our life for one reason or another, where we needed a little boost. And that's what we like to think that we do. We help them, uh, they have it within them. We just have to help bring it out so that they feel that confidence in themselves. And when a mom, um, when we help and support the mom, we are helping break the cycle. And that's what we're really uh, trying to do here, aren't we? We're trying to get people to realize how important the gift of life is, that uh, regardless of your faith, we should not take it lightly. And we should take seriously um, you know, the relationships that we engage in. And then once we do, if we do have those unplanned circumstances, to make the best of that and to turn it into something positive. God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. Exactly right. Uh, the Mother Teresa home, obviously in Buffalo's east side, for those who don't know, it's um, not in the greatest area, right? No, it's uh, actually in one of the most difficult areas in the in the city of Buffalo. Uh, how has it helped the community, you know, having the Mother Teresa home there? Well, interestingly, when my husband and I first moved in and there was no fence and there was no cameras, we had people coming through our yard all the time wondering what it is that we were doing. And what we found was all of a sudden the man across the street, even though his house was really in, in, in disrepair, he went out and he got paint and he started painting his house and his porch. Um, we had found people came and said, do you want us to help you weed? Um, this is great that this is gonna be in our neighborhood. So I really think overall, it's just like anything else. Be the change that you want to see. So if we want to change things, we can't just look at them and say, gosh, that's a really bad part of town. How can we, whether it is that you move in there physically or on Earth Day, you go and take a crew of people to clean it up. What can you do um, to make it better? And that's all we've tried to do. What are 
some ways that um, listeners can help to support these kinds of services? I mean, obviously we're talking for the Diocese of Buffalo, but, you know, there, there are a ton of things that you can do, not just in the diocese, whether you want to do it statewide, your own diocese, or, you know, even nation. Exactly. Exactly. It's a great question. And I always tell people, first of all, educate yourself the best you can to what you do have in your area, where some of the places are that you might not even be aware um, because they are out there. And if they're not, think about maybe not yourself necessarily opening up a ministry, but maybe gathering um, meetings with people who may have those resources or might may have a good idea uh, to start something to help moms. I can tell you here in 2009 in Buffalo, we had an eight by 12 room um, and a lot of great ideas. And now we have five centers, uh, as I said, throughout our eight counties of Western New York and the Mother Teresa home. That is through the grace of God and through people um, who are listening, just like yourself, who decided to either at home while they're crocheting, crochet a couple of extra uh, baby blankets or some mittens um, for those who want to make phone calls to our, our legislators and, and try to change some of our our laws and some of the things that are happening uh, on the streets to go out and pray in front of clinics if they if they're comfortable doing so and if not that's okay too say a rosary at home so there's so many ways uh, prayer is definitely a part of this path um, and of course any way that you can help whether it be physically or financially to help support moms and babies is the way I believe we're going to change hearts and minds in regards to the abortion issue. Now, I wanted to quickly touch on this because we've mentioned this before. Can you tell our listeners what the St. Gianna centers are? Yes, our St. Gianna centers um, are unlike the medical centers maybe some people have heard about um, in New York City, which came after our centers. Our St. Gianna centers are where people can be referred. So they're referred to us from all of our hospitals, our social service offices, the Erie County Courts, from uh, Priscilla Project, Journeys End, Buffalo Perinatal, Prenatal, all of our local OBGYN offices. So if they see a mom or a family that needs help, they'll refer them to us. And when they get referred to us, what we do is we set up an appointment to meet with them and we try to help meet their needs, whether it be connecting them to the WIC program or housing program or a layout that they might need for their child that's coming. Um, it's not unlike that we would throw a baby shower for some of these uh, moms that are in need. So it, it is a case by case, but the beautiful thing is um, each and every one gets individual attention. For those in the Buffalo Diocese, where can they go to learn more about alternatives to abortion and other pro-life topics? Sure. That would be right on our website, um, which if they uh, went into uh, buffalodiocese.org, they would be able to uh, scroll into our pastoral services. Um, but a, another way uh, is really just to ask if ask when they uh, go on there to go to the brochure area where we have all of the listings of all of the needs as well as all of the locations because I will mention, even though we're talking about Buffalo, we have service people from all over Rochester, Albany, Syracuse, and in other states. So Chicago, Illinois, and we've had people from Alabama. So we've had uh, serviced people from all over the country. 
So um, the best way, again, is to, to get onto the website, get the information, and also at any time, an easy number to remember is 716-842-BABY, which is 2229. That's a, that's a great number you have there. <laughs> it is. Do you have any last words for people thinking about like um, alternatives to abortion? Um, I think one thing that I would just like to make the point is um, what I have found when people talk about women's choices, that that's what we hear often. I have a very robust um, post-abortive healing ministry in the diocese as well. And I could share with your listeners that none of them ever come to us and say that they terminated their pregnancy because they felt that was a choice that they wanted to make. They always felt that they didn't have a choice. So that's why we're trying to be that alternative, try to be that hope, that love, um, that they can see that there are people here that will walk with them and walk with them, not just for the birth of the child, but beyond. That's all what Catholic teaching says. Yes. All right. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Well, thank you. God bless. For listeners outside the Diocese of Buffalo looking for alternatives to abortion, you can find more information through your local diocese. Additionally, you can find information on our website, nyscatholic.org, and our Help for Moms resource page. That web address is nyscatholic.org slash helpformoms. Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass podcast, and thank you so much to Cheryl for coming on the show. We hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be coming out with a new episode every other week. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To catch all the latest from the conference, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NYSCatholicConf or on Facebook at NYS Catholic Conference. Thanks again, and God bless.